When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. My name is Seb Philpotts. And my name is Verity Simmons. And this is Three in a Bar. Yes, it's Three in a Bar. And it's the podcast where every week we speak to a different musical guest and we chat to a variety of people. But this week we've got a very uh, exciting... We always have someone very exciting. Yeah, we do. Um, they're all exciting. This is a very, Of course they're all exciting. <laughs> uh, but this week, please tell us who it is, Verity. We've got bassist... And I'd say YouTube legend or sensation. No, let's go sensation. YouTube sensation, Alice Kent. Yeah, that's right. Alice Kent, double bass player. And she's just very good at that and uh, plays in <laughs> everywhere. all the orchestras yeah. in the country yeah. and just everywhere. She, she does lots of education and outreach projects, uh, leads workshops for the London Symphony Orchestra and the Royal Albert Hall, just to name two. Mm-hmm. And um, she's just started this YouTube channel, which is um, really good and shows off her f- uh, very nice personality. Yeah, She's very funny. And um, yeah, we went and saw her this week and had a chat all about it. Mm-hmm. If you were going to have anyone to start you off on an instrument, it, Alice would be such an excellent bet. She's got so much oh my God. personality and she's so hilarious and such a joy, isn't she? Yeah, she would completely just just pull you into the music world, wouldn't she? Yeah. You, you couldn't give up an instrument if you're learning with her, could you? <laughs> no. No way. Um, no and, way. And also, just a moment for her glasses, because they are legendary. I know we talk about it in this interview, yeah. but honestly, just check out the photos we've posted. They are so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really are. And guys, stay tuned until the end of the episode, because we have a very exciting announcement. And uh, we do. we've got something very, very fun, which um, you can be part of. But before we get there, let's listen to our conversation with Alice Kent. Do you play any starting music that I get stanced to? Uh, what? No. But my, well, we could sing along. We could make a song. It's a up. podcast. They're not going to yeah. see me. No. 
You know, actually, you I just was... have to assume my dance moves are amazing. <laughs> They're on point, Alice. They are on they point. Are... On point. <laughs> I did think about actually filming this one because I thought. Um... <gasps> yes, my face. Not yeah. my face. Face for radio. No. Get no. out of town. No. I've even written down in my spider diagram of Alice. Um, You've got a diagram yeah, of me. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Stop it, you uh, have. You're in the middle. There you are. And I've put amazing glasses. And the first time I ever met you, I remember in an ETO rehearsal way back. Where, in fact, I don't think I even met you, but I was sort of sat next to you. I was just filling in for Johnny Kitch. I saw you. I thought, God, she's stylish. You are so stylish. <laughs> yes. You are. And no. your glasses today do not disappoint. They are amazing. No. I'm, that probably wasn't me. <laughs> Oh no! Sorry, wasn't it? it was Dave Brown? Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, no, it wasn't. It, of course, it wasn't. I actually, um, because it was my birthday last week. Yeah, oh. he takes me on my birthday. Yeah. It was so nice. It was Happy like, hey, oh, um, <clears throat> John bought me some new glasses. Oh, and these are they? No, no. So no, the, my new glasses are even better. But oh, I just, okay. I need to get some lenses. But oh my god, they're so good. What style? They're what even are they? called Alice. So we, <gasps> we have this thing where we tend to buy frames from this shop. Um, I keep forgetting if oh. it's near Good Street or Russell's. I know the place. Do you know the place? I, I've, I've, I've had them from there. What's um, it called? It's called Black. Go on. Yes. Black eyewear. Correct. <gasps> yeah. Ten points. Ding yes. ding. Yep. <laughs> so, um, and all their frames are named after jazz musicians, which is totally pretentious. But I don't care because they're so nice. Yeah. yeah. So, have you got a, a pair from there? Uh, yeah, but I, I, I lost them at uh, an Idols concert. Uh, oh, I, these. Where, in a mosh pit. Shut the front door. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, the gig started. Oh, that's like happiness crowd, and sadness. The crowd all at once. went forward, <laughs> and I fell on the floor immediately. And you were so happy, but then your glasses got went. Up. I got up. I was like, I'm not wearing my glasses anymore. Oh. They're, they are destroyed. Oh, um, oh, so that's they're, so. They're that's like now. that weird sort of happy sad story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. great yeah, yeah, moshing, yeah. but oh no. It was. Was it worth <laughs> it? Mm, not really. No, no, no. It was. It was a good gig, though. It was well, good, that's it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I had to buy new some new glasses, and I decided to go somewhere slightly cheaper. Okay. They, oh they're yeah, quite expensive, yeah. They are. They are Spectators. quite. They are yeah. quite expensive. So, yeah. But I've got um, three pairs from there now. Four, three. So I've got. So the new pair that I've got, the new set, yeah. are called Alice. Which jazz musician is I this? I don't know. I, I Literally, I'm going to need John to tell me. Okay. We'll have now, to get him in to maybe refer. Singer, Alice Coltrane. But... She sounds like a jazz musician, but... Is that because of John Coltrane? Is it? I think it is that. Uh, Alice. Or Robbie Coltrane. Maybe I could an actress. I could, I could have a look. Oh, no, I'll just ask John. He'll tell me in a minute. I've got them. I've got Nora Jones. Which, I mean, she's great, but, yeah. you know. And the other ones are Blossom Deary, which are maybe the ones you saw me in because they're really big yes. and purple, really big. They're the ones. And Blossom Deary, we were talking to Laura Bangay about because she loves her. Oh. So it's oh. all knitting together very nicely. Very nicely yeah. Lovely. There's some really cool ones. Like there's, I think it's it's one of the trumpet players, maybe Dizzy Gillespie or something. Yeah, some like Dizzy. Really thick, yeah. like ridiculously thick ones, like yeah. almost an inch wide yeah. frames. yeah. Like, I, I, I should go back there because it'd be so go. cool to get some ridiculous... Do you know what? They're so nice in there. They you are really nice. Go, I mean, I've been in there and just tried on glasses and then gone, see you guys later. Have There's a guy there who looks exactly like Brian Cranston. But he, <gasps> maybe, he, maybe he was just there for a day. Maybe I dreamt him maybe because he looks exactly Brian. like Brian Cranston. <gasps> He was so nice. But Brian Cranston in, in Breaking Bad, like right. in the first ser- series yes, where he's yes. kind of... 
I bring up Breaking Bad every episode, you, don't I? I was about to say, do you like Breaking Bad? I do, yeah. Do you? Yeah, I do. It's really hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most tenuous segue I think I've ever done. And I always try Please. to get a segue in. But you have started up an incredible YouTube channel. And they are amazing. I love the videos you've done. What's the segue? Sorry. A segue? No, but what is... What, oh, what I mean is amazing. Because I say, oh, that was amazing. Oh, Alice so is, is amazing. It's yeah. so tenuous. <laughs> Alice is amazing, That's but enough. there's no yeah. link, That's is enough. there? That's well, it's called that, isn't it? No. Alice's... Tenuous segue. Musical galaxy. Oh, yeah. musical yeah. galaxy. No, I, al- <laughs> I almost called it Alice's Amazing Galaxy. No, it's Musical Galaxy. Unfortunately for me and for this tenuous segue, you didn't. But it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it thanks. Is. Yeah. The kids... <laughs> Love it. You are so captivating on it. I love oh, it. Oh, thanks so much. Mm. And the headwear, there is an excellent hat in your Magical Potions edition. Yeah, yeah there is. <laughs> yeah, it's not very pointy, actually. But yeah, <laughs> but that is a true witch's hat. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. I've heard that. Yeah, um, it's not. What inspired... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What inspired you to get started with them? Okay, so far too much time on my hands. But also... At the beginning of this, the bad bit of this year, mm. so March, yeah, um, I well, I was already a member of Nicola Benedetti's foundation. Oh yes, she went around doing live weekends where we just coach string kids for virtually no money, and it was super inspirational and brilliant, and lots of amazing tutors actually doing that. So I was sort of a part of that, and then, um. As lockdown began, they decided quite quickly, actually, to do stuff online. Yeah. And so they did a mixture of stuff online. They did sign up stuff to like actually have not lessons because that's not right, but like coaching on certain pieces. So the whole of May, they did a whole coaching on um, Vaughan Williams, Thomas Tallis. Mm. And so... And in order to deliver that online, like virtually, they did live Zoom classes, which I did. They did live half hour slots on Facebook or Instagram. And they did pre-recorded videos. Right. Okay, so that was loads of stuff. And going into that, I was they asked me to do some the double bass stuff, which was really lovely. Um, but they also asked me to do these half hour lives on Facebook and Instagram, um, yes. which weren't necessarily based specifically on a piece, but could just be general music for half an hour for kids sitting at home, twiddling their thumbs. So, and I did a couple of these and I found that they were received quite well. Mm. So I was like, okay, I can probably do them. They're quite good. Although weird because you do them for half an hour and then you turn around, you, you like log off, turn around to your living room and there's your cat and you're like, okay (laughs) that's what I've achieved great and you're just sat there you know with slippers on your feet like oh okay right but um in general they were quite well received yeah and was it for all standards I know that I've I've seen some of the Mm. beginner ones on the violin the violin ones that have been running yeah with the bass ones that you were doing what sort of levels were you so they picked a a mixture of levels there was beginner intermediate advanced um, adult learners and there were also courses for teachers yeah parents and carers they sort of wow, covered so everything so it's quite a hefty thing for them to do were you doing the works then all of those no I did um advanced bases basically um the Facebook lives were general musicianship so anyone could log on yeah mm. 
So you could get, you know, a two-year-old in. Well, I doubt actually a two-year-old be able to press go on Facebook. God, you'd be amazed. I think they can. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's scary. Yeah. So you have like a two-year-old and then you have like older people uh, looking for tips and just entertainment for half an hour. Um, but I did the advanced bases for the thing in May and a little bit for beginners. Um, yeah, it just went down really well. Yeah. So um, Alice's Musical Galaxy, there were four episodes and then four bonus episodes. And one of them, The Magic Soundabout, which is episode two, is directly, pretty much directly what I did on one of my live Facebooks. Okay. So, and it worked really well. And I asked... Um, Nikki, one of the bass players, and Laura Gardner, who basically runs the foundation. She's amazing. Do you think I should do these videos? Will they go down well? And she was like, yeah, go for it. So I was like, okay, I've got time on my hands. But um, <laughs> So I started doing it. And then I had this idea of a time machine for the first episode. Um, so, and then the third episode, fourth episode, you'll have to wait and see. They're not out yet. Yeah. Yes, I saw the trailer. Looks good. Yeah. Does Friday's it? Friday, isn't it? The Friday, Friday, the next one's out. It's a bit more scientific. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that possible with a double bass? But yeah. yeah. It's basically about why big instruments play low notes. Yes. Okay, so it's like Great. 10 minutes that's of good. me just playing low notes. But, but that's what everyone wants, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Have you done some specific research for this episode that you, you didn't know before? Yeah, I had yeah. to because I thought I knew everything that I was talking about. And then I realised <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I had to actually re-record this whole episode about two times over. Oh, no. Because there are certain things that... Well, because you know when you record something, or even if you watch like... Um, like you're listening to music on Instagram or something, and it has that wave that goes up and down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of... That's volume. That's not actually pitch and stuff. And yeah. so in this episode, I'm talking about pitch. So if you play a really low note, I have to speak like this for no reason. Yeah. If, you speak, if you say a really low note like this, really low, <laughs> like this, the sound wave looks very different. Yeah. So if it's been really high, but and that looks really different. But then if you turn the volume up, actual pictures of movies and stuff about that look actually how the sound wave looks. So it's kind of, they're really easy to get confused yeah. yes i think the yeah the up and down that is it the x-axis the up 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 and down yeah that is to do with volume yeah i think then if you if you stretch it out oh so you yeah can look in it, oh yeah the then the weight's the width of the wave ah, okay oh, man i should have used this in my video i've got time i can add it i can add <laughs> yeah. it i'll add you just giving us the little scientific yeah. bit. Um, do you want me to get my iphone yeah, on i'll just do it him now <laughs> <laughs> mike poiser is, is like the guy i talking, know Mike, what a legend. He's done music and science so many times, music yeah. and maths. He's done loads actually. I didn't want to I didn't want to steal his ideas, so I've tried no. to avoid those like music and maths. I've tried to avoid that actually, because I know that he's done them. So but, were you costumed for this scientific one? I have got glasses on. Okay. <laughs> Good. But, that, <laughs> but that's about it. That's right. About- okay. <laughs> Oh no, I'm wearing other clothes too though. I'm wearing jeans oh, and a jumper and stuff. For that. Yeah, it's me. We're <laughs> gonna have to have a little word with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm wearing clothes, but nothing specifically, you know, no lab coat. Mm. Uh, Mr. Trick. Uh, I've got time. I could just I'll redo you, the thing. You've got a green screen, haven't you? I've got a green screen. I mean that's oh that God, means I, you can really do anything I've you got like. A green screen. It's kind of embarrassing though, my green screen. <laughs> I'll I'll have to show you yeah. later. It needs an iron. 
You're going to notice now in my videos, but you can see all the creases so badly. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets... I think it adds to the charm. Yeah, do I mean, you... There's definite charm in your in your videos. Yeah, there really, yeah. really is. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like saying a cupboard's cozy. Oh, God. <laughs> There's, it's charming. If no, you get really it really good. wrinkly, you could do that folded Ross Kemp thing where it'd be brilliant. You can get oh, faces yeah. like that. Oh, the most amazing yeah. website. Just Google it. <laughs> folded Ross Kemp. Yeah. And it's just loads of pictures of him <laughs> being folded up with, with excellent like headings oh to go God. with them. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but having the green screen, I mean, I mean, that's like unlimited possibilities, isn't it? It is. Infinite backgrounds. Yeah. You could even wrap it around yourself, I guess. And, uh, I could wrap it around and myself. Then wear any costume you like. <laughs> oh, my God. I could do that. Yeah, or you could be a floating head. I could be a floating head. Mm. Oh, so Interesting. many. Interesting. I feel like a floating head's been done before. No, no, it's never been done in anything. Ever. What if it? What if I did floating <laughs> feet? Yes. Yeah, or floating bow. Floating bow. Floating base bow. There we are. A magic bow. Again. Yeah, like like a wand. A magic all... bow, magic wand. God, you guys, I should have called you up before <laughs> I filmed this next episode because all of this actually applies to my next. Okay. You've so got a few got days. I've got, got a few, few days. days. I'll just redo it. Oh my god. <laughs> how, I mean, how often are you putting these videos out? So uh the big episodes are every other week. Yeah. And the bonus ones are in between. Yeah. So it, it feels like every week. Hmm. But the bonus videos are really nonsense. Like the first bonus one, I was like, I'm just gonna do a quiz. And I was like, I know, I'll quiz myself. <laughs> oh God. And I was like, oh, you know, running back and forth. Hey, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Oh God. Um, so that was quite funny. Um Were you very techy before you started doing all this? <laughs> no, not remotely. Not remotely. I did watch a YouTube video though about it. Good. Uh, on yeah. how to make a YouTube video. <laughs> so meta (laughs) so i was like all right um but actually john helped me a bit he uh well when we started doing when so when i had to do these workshops for nikki benazetti um the what happens with zoom a lot with double bases is they think that the the double bases are hoover right (laughs) so you could be playing away and then it would just cut out yeah which arguably can be a really good thing yeah um but not if i'm actually trying to demonstrate something to about you know 700 double bass players or whatever so i was like okay and then john just went off and bought we've got a little camera with um it's a q42n something 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 Mm. but it's got a good mic attached to it so then we plugged that into the old laptop and then it picked up the noise and didn't cut out. oh great it yeah it's good yeah. Yeah. yeah did you feel like you've really learned a lot because i was completely non-tech savvy but and yeah. some might argue seb might argue right. that i still am to some extent <laughs> oh, no, you, but it's been improving though i mean yeah. th- learned so much through this experience do you feel like yeah i mean you must be I, you're, still, you're putting all kinds of stuff into those videos. yeah i tried to make them uh, pop a bit because otherwise yeah. you don't want to watch them right so yeah and then it's all that effort kind of wasted so yeah so the mic um attached to the camera but then we've also got some recording equipment because we do home recording stuff so we had some of those mics and then we've got sound that we've got logic that we use then we've also got i actually only use iMovies but i did get some help with um 
one of the first bits of one of my films from Final Cut because it does some extra things. Yeah. Just that, and just another movie editing thing. Oh, and then the green screen, and then I was, you know, costumes, and then, oof, yeah. So, um, and there's a lot of elements. Like in, in your the first one, you've got like lots of different scenes. You've got like the news flash bit. You've got the <laughs> the uh, the sort of um, Gregorian chant bit. So these yeah. ideas, like, do you, do you when you're doing it, do you go, oh, I could do this idea, and then suddenly you've added like six hours onto your day. Literally, that's literally <laughs> what happened. Yeah. So I was like, oh my god, I could do something about Gregorian chants. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go inside St Paul's Cathedral, and I'm gonna just like film it. Oh no, I might need permission. Okay, no, I'm not gonna do that. Okay, so I'm gonna I don't know. I'll get in the car and turn it into a time machine. Oh wait, hold on, uh, Gregorian chants. Okay, so if I <laughs> sing really loudly in the kitchen, will it echo? Probably not. Okay. Oh god, it just literally. <laughs> You're like, oh. and then at the end of it, you're like, okay, that was worth the 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> crazy, isn't it? And then once you've done it all, so you've got this great film or whatever, or video, um, like, okay, then I need an intro, I need some music at the beginning, I need some music at the end, yeah, I need to check the levels are correct, I need to make sure that it's actually uploaded in HD. So often it uploads it to standard definition, and that's it. And I have to reload oh. it again oh, God. because it's not HD, even though everything I've got is super HD. Mm. And then you've got to add the thumbnails and then you've got to add your tags, your information. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of want it all to look the same, right? So you end up just like co- copying, copying, pasting and then doing just that. And all, then... the th- all the little things like adding the captioning and stuff, all that. Yeah. Did you do that as well? Yeah, all yeah. of that, everything. And then um, I spent ages trying to figure out how to do transparent stickers so you know when you're watching a film through and it suddenly says subscribe now yeah yeah so instead of having just like a picture like stuck in the middle of this video you had to get like transparent so that it cuts out the edges really neatly i think with a lot of these things actually back in march whenever it was everyone suddenly went gulp (laughs) yeah and they went boom on the learning curve like gotta we've just got to do this yeah Yeah. totally gotta just buy the mics we've just gotta yeah just do it get on with it Bosh. Yeah. I think we've talked about this to other people before as well, where there's this real thing with musicians in particular, or like artists that you do, like you can, our ability to sort of go, okay, we have to do this now. So this is what we're going to do. Oh my God. Musicians. Musicians. Oh my God. The most versatile people. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, our industry evaporated and yet everyone just went, right, let's do this. Let's do this next thing. Let's, let's do how that how can we make it work how can we do and something? we're doing yeah. it against a freaking headstrong wind mm. like everything's against us isn't it <laughs> yeah. it, it does, is yeah it has felt like that for the last six months that everything's been really hard work mm. yeah like and, and a lot of these things like you're not i don't i mean i'm assuming you're not earning loads of money i'm like not you earning any money no, I mean, no you're, money you're putting in so much work and yeah. effort yeah but it's it's Just all to like please some kids yeah, but it's all like a speculative <laughs> thing, isn't it? It's like put it in. You never know. It might, yeah. it might lead to something else. So it might, I don't know. We might end up making money some way down the line, or yeah. I don't know, but probably not. Uh, but it's just, it's a thing to do. And even if it's just a creative outlet, it's, yeah. And that's it's good that's the other thing as well. You see all these people like musicians that normally work six hours a day playing an orchestra or whatever yeah. with their mates suddenly doing something else but it's nearly always creative having to create something is just mad it's just yeah. mad isn't it i mean yeah so many friends have just creating art mm. that's like a massive thing like versions of art mm. although i don't know about you but 
although we've had extra time, it's been harder harder to motivate. So yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's taken longer anyway. Yeah. Whereas I think, you know, whenever it was March, whatever, when we were in normal lives, yeah. you kind of just rattle through stuff, don't yeah. you? Yeah. You get into London, you do your whatever orchestra rehearsal, you go off to a show in the evening, next morning, boom, yeah. back again. Down, down, down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'll just squeeze that meeting in and like just there. That's cool. I'll yeah. just ring that person. Cool. Carry on. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. But at the moment, it's like, wow, I've got so much time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I, mean, I'm I think saying... I'll make a cup of tea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Next. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm saying, oh, yeah, we all do these creative things. I mean, it's literally only been the last month or so that I've really felt like, okay, and now we're into the second lockdown. It's like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing now with this new pace of life. Now I can embrace it. Because I, yeah. I don't think I didn't really do anything creative, apart from making this podcast, but yeah. it, it's kind of, you kind of know what to do. It's not like, well, I'm going to write King Lear. It's not, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. Who said like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna write my novel now in <laughs> yeah. lockdown? And someone was like, yeah, everyone but it said is that. like, yeah, everyone's <laughs> yeah. Said that. and no one's probably done it. But no. it's like writing a novel in a dinghy in the ocean in a hurricane with holes in your dinghy. It's yeah. like that. Yeah. It's really uh, with a typewriter, yeah. you know, <laughs> or an iPhone that's running out battery. Oh, oh, God, oh, destroy my life. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that's never gonna happen. But no, but I think um, it might for some, but. But like, I think like uh, with YouTube, I think it's quite an exciting medium because especially for like for classical musicians, you've like relatively ne- never really used YouTube as a as a way to to put themselves out there. No. Kind of, as classical players, you kind of you don't often have much of a presence online. You just sort of you're known in the in the industry and you just yeah. you work and all that. But YouTube allows you to just let your personality shine through. And like with your videos, you can just just be Alice and just do do you do your thing and it's yes. it's really cool that's what people um people will connect with that and, yeah. and subscribe oh Thank I you. hope yeah I hope yeah. so it's fun you know it's for the kids yeah yeah I think and we were talking about yeah. this earlier that youngins they love YouTube oh, like yeah. they like the teenagers that I teach whenever I ask them to go and listen to anything they don't go to Apple Music or Spotify they go to YouTube they want the full experience yeah so are you going to just stick with the... Because yours are for quite... For smaller people, aren't they, generally? Although they're enjoyable for all of us. <laughs> they're specifically aimed at young uns, aren't they? Uh, do you think you'll do something different as well? Or are you going to stick down this format for the time being? At the moment, I'm just sticking with four episodes and four vo- four bonus videos. Mm. Um, and they are all for small people. Yeah. Apart from maybe episode three, which is actually probably... Um, end of primary school beginning of secondary school ages just because mm. it's kind of in depth about sound waves but um yeah i don't know i'd love to do something for older kids but yeah don't know yet yeah mm. i don't know what's your space yeah because I, I think maybe when you get to older kids it's, it might well become something more specific yeah like actually teaching doing something on the double bass bow on bowing mm. for example whereas yeah. the the videos that i'm doing at the moment are just really nice in general so if you don't play the double bass it's definitely not the end of the world you can still watch the videos and yeah. definitely get something out of them yeah that, mm. well that's sort of the idea anyway yeah well, i guess then you could if you have to be more specific then you can there's hundreds of videos you could, you could yeah do you could if go you wanted to then 
yeah, go into the series and then just, if you wanted if you could be bothered and, yeah and that's you what you're interested yeah, in yeah make the most of that green screen come on that's it it does need an iron though <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll show it to you later yeah. you'll giggle please yeah. do it's big though but yeah it needs an iron <laughs> hey how did you get involved with the benedetti foundation then in the first place okay so um maybe four five years ago i well, for a long time now, I've done work with the Royal Albert Hall Education oh, and yeah. Outreach Department. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because yes, you do too. You have, because I do. I yeah, do too. Yeah, because you do too. Yeah. Well, I used to. <laughs> uh, hopefully it'll, it'll continue oh, you, again. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They're, I, they're back in the office coming up with grand plans. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, that's so yeah. good. Um, I, th- I mean, I thought that would be the thing with they would they'd just have to put a pause on that for a few years just to get some... I think it's one of the money's come back, you know. Yeah, I I think there is an element of that, but at the same time, that schools in particular are so desperate for content, live content, people going into schools and stuff, and that's a lot of what the Royal Albert Hall do as part of their mission. It's not just putting on live rock concerts, but it is going into schools in the area. Oh yeah, and supporting people, isn't it? Yeah. So I definitely will definitely come back. The thing I do is 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 the old people's home the songbook thing yeah oh, cool. so i don't i mean that's they love that they love it they it, love and that, it's such they? a good such a good thing to do i love yeah. doing it it's such a good show but um i think maybe i mean if, if this vaccine works and we can all go to care homes again then and yeah. there's some money to, to to go around then maybe we'll, we'll start doing it again yeah at the oh, moment, it seems a bit it's a like, great thing yeah it really is. did you see the video on youtube oh uh, no twitter the about the dancer listening oh, I to that. Yeah, I retweeted swan that. lake yeah that was so amazing that was yeah. Such a brilliantly made film as well. Yeah. Just the way it cut between this old lady and did you watch this? Yeah. 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 It's gorgeous. If you haven't seen it at home, <clears throat> listener, an old lady in uh, in a nursing home with Alzheimer's, and it, she's an ex ballet dancer. And it cuts between her now and her in 1957. Yeah, the New York City in, Ballet, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And she was a prima doing, ballerina doing, there. Uh, the end of Swan Lake. Yeah. And I mean that music is. I think the best piece yeah. of music ever written. Isn't yeah, it? just yeah. stunning. It's so great, and it all just comes back to her. It's incredible, and she's doing yeah. all the. You see her just all the movements. doing the movements, then cutting to her doing it. Before. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Doing that show in in the in the care homes, and we go we do it in hospital wards or mm. or day centres, and so many times there's been um, uh, someone singing that that they they've not recognised their family for months, mm. but they'll know all the words to to the song we're doing. Yeah um it's just it's really amazing and then you, you'll just meet people that um that were sort of out partying in the 60s with the rolling stones and <laughs> yeah. stuff and go, oh yeah i used to know cliff richard and all that. It's, like, <laughs> it's just so amazing it's it's so great to meet people of that yeah, that generation and i mean you meet people of all generations mm-hmm. doing that work because there's people in care homes that are you know in their 30s and 40s sometimes but um it's uh it's a wonderful thing so i really hope that thing because it obviously makes such yeah. a big difference it's, yeah it's music's so 100%. powerful it's so yeah. powerful it's been proven over and yeah. over and over isn't it you know but one yeah. of the first education projects i was part of straight out of music college was turtle song which is it, it's basically for alzheimer's dementia i don't know what they do now but they used to ship them into um that conference room up the gold hawk road halls. where we lived yeah, yeah. halls By they halls. had this downstairs room oh yeah where this the gamelan used, was yeah exactly where yeah. the gamelan was yeah. so it's so <laughs> random isn't it it's all changed now isn't i did it? some self-defense lessons in there did you <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. Have, Using gamelan. Yeah. Grab a gong. Gam- <laughs> Always carry a gong in your pocket. Interpretive martial arts <laughs> yeah. with gamelan. Dong. I mean, yeah, we had a couple of um, so groundbreaking. We had a couple of like, you know, free self-defense lessons when we moved into halls, and we all went along, learned some some little tricks. Things like when you when you're near your house, get your keys out. You know, yeah. Put your put your key between you. So you look like Wolverine. Stop. Is that a thing? Yeah, I do that case, actually. You know. Do actually hold my keys in an aggressive manner. Surround the house. Oh wow. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's good that you learn little little kicky moves just in case someone comes from behind you. <laughs> okay. We didn't do that in that room. You didn't do it. We didn't do that. No. We got a load of um poorly people in and we played them some nice music. <laughs> You didn't kick anyone in the shins? No, we didn't. We sang them songs and they sometimes sung along. Uh, and then they went home. Oh, right. That was Turtle's song. But that was that oh. was over a decade ago. But um, Was that the first thing you'd ever done doing that sort of workshop? Um, no. No, because years ago, actually during um, when I was at the Royal College of Music, um, I got really interested in outreach and education anyway and I made friends with Rachel Leach and Tim Mullins. yeah Tim used to be the director of <clears throat> outreach at English Touring Opera yeah and now he's freelance I think and Rachel Leach basically does all the stuff at LSO so I, I did some stuff with them so uh I did some English Touring Opera stuff where we'd go and make an opera uh with a load of kids and wow. pretty epic actually um I forget what the opera was actually called, but we went down to Cornwall for this big thing and they'd they'd gotten loads of primary schools, secondary schools, um, adults, disabled adults. They'd gotten like the local male choir. They'd gotten um, disabled kids, kids' special needs, and then just produced this completely composed opera. Oh, wow. It was amazing, actually, yeah. And then that went on to do something at the opera house as well. It's just like, well, what is yeah. this? Yeah. There's me just basically playing the bass and, you know, kids dancing around and listening to the low notes. Low notes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I did that. And so it was kind of through Rachel, actually, because we've stayed friends ever since. Um, we did Turtle Song. Um, but one of the things that happened sort of at the same time was Elastic Band. Yeah. Yes. Which With is Kevin Hathaway, right? Exactly. Yeah. He's amazing. He yeah, is amazing. So good. He is amazing. So that sort of happened at the same time. An elastic band has always elastic band is basically an orchestra of every instrument, one inch one on each instrument. Yeah. Um and it was he would do it a lot with the Philharmonia and he would take it into the Purcell School where he he was head of brass and percussion for a long time. And do all of that. So Elastic Band, Elastic Band was also affiliated with the Royal College of Music. That changed then to NYO Band. For all a right. While. And then that changed again and um, is basically Albert's Band, yeah. which is the Royal Albert Hall okay. Education Band, which is a small band because they also do big orchestral adventure at Christmas and things. Um, so I sort of got involved in that. Then through that... Uh, I did an education project at the Albert Hall and Nikki was running it. And it was for college and academy string students. So I was there going, yay, we're bass players and you're doing really well and stuff. Yeah. And so I met her through that. And then when she decided to put the foundation together, she basically hooked up with me again and just said, could you be the bass tutor for this? 
fantastic so i said yeah okay yeah okay then yeah yeah. And how was it? Was it quite intimidating doing those first ones? You've got a lot of people turning out for them, haven't you? They're, they're loads, loads. loads and loads and loads of people. It wasn't intimidating, no. Partly Good. because they're mainly violins that rock up. And then <laughs> yeah. you get like no three respect people. for yeah, violins. Who cares about them? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get like Tell three... them anything. <laughs> <laughs> so were they all in person? This was like way before. Yeah, this COVID. was so yeah. actually this was about a year ago. Yeah. Uh yeah, a year ago the other month, we went up to Grantham kind of like a dummy run of it yeah uh because laura gardner who basically runs the benedetti foundation taught at the school in grantham so yes. they invited a whole load of kids we gave it a go it was a massive success it was really good um and then we did uh, glasgow and the south bank and the south bank was huge so many kids, so many kids, <laughs> so many. For the was, festival hall, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We Noisy. Used, was it yeah, just it was mad. It was quite mad. Well, <laughs> amazingly, a lot of mainly violinists, they were quite polite, well behaved. Oh, yeah. Something about, you know, <laughs> they with their violins ready to learn. Are they all there, like, in, in their position, like, position yeah. one? Like, you know, they were holding. Yeah. There were even bow ties happening. Oh, really? No. Yeah, yeah cute. <laughs> cute. Cute, 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 cute. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and there was, like, a day for beginners and then a day for everyone else to work through. <clears throat> I think we were doing um, St. Paul's Suite or something. And Elgar, Introduction and Allegro, which is actually really hard. Yes. Really hard. Yeah. So we were doing that, blimey. So anyway, we did all of that and it was a, just a massive success. Um, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Loads of energy. Slightly different from any other sort of string coaching weekend that I've ever done because um, Nikki really concentrates on health, well-being, mm-hmm. sort of, and stuff like breathing, yoga, posture. Improvisation is a big deal as well. Mm. So just make stuff up. A lot of um, thought about just go for it. And if you make a mistake, it's like no one dies. It's fine. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. Really Quite positive thinking, I think. Definitely. Yeah, I love all that. Like, because that's, that's the stuff that doesn't tend to get taught in, in most, mm. most less. I think most people, as they get taught, often gear towards just doing grades, grades and exams. Totally. And, and you don't get... You get taught that thing of just play out and just, just totally. see what happens. Yeah, yeah there's such... There's such uh, um, a need for so many people to complete grades yeah, yeah. it's almost a bit worrying um, because music isn't a, about exams it can't no. be in fact even marking an exam is re- kind of mad how can you mark someone's opinion of how they play a piece that's mm. a really hard yeah, thing to do i think yeah. so and whenever they say this thing about how it's standardised marking, well, I just can't see it can't that. Be. I can't see because that because it's an opinion. Yeah, uh, you can you can mark whether it was in tune or whether it was a good rhythm mm. or if it had style. Sure, but uh, how's what's what? to say that that style wasn't actually what the, that performer wanted to? Yeah, I don't think it's like the way that people are taught, and that when you do the exam, you're kind of almost that the musicality and your performance of the piece is almost like an optional extra yeah like oh and then you did a bit of style on top but it's really about just getting the right rhythms and the right tuning and, and tone and and obviously they are like the three main things you have to get right in anything so you got to get that right and then it's like what do you actually want to say when you're playing this piece of music and can you get to that point when you're doing your grade two 
Yeah. Or actually, should that be focused on more in the beginning? And I think it probably should be. Like, I do. I think so. When you're very beginning. Yeah. Like, what do you want to say when you're playing the double bass? Absolutely. Well, this whole or, thing about character and like, yeah. you know, looking at a piece of music and thinking, what does this actually say to you? It's mm. not just 20 notes or something, a grade one yeah, on yeah. a page. Totally. But is it, uh, you know... Um, exciting or scary or happy or sad you know if you can engage with them like that surely you've won half the battle totally and then it only gets better yeah Yeah. whereas so often you get uh, the sort of learning by numbers Mm. just to get through something it does it occurs quite a lot where you know I've come across bass kids and I'm like can you play this note and they say a number at me it's like well oh gosh, you're just so desperate to play the correct note in the correct position that we're going to just say the number one because that's the finger we use. But actually yeah. it's an E or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, and why are you playing that E? Because it's kind of integral to the melody or it's not? Is it just a passing note or whatever? But, that you know, you mm. suddenly get this playing by numbers sort of thing. And it's mm. just like, okay, well, you're now being pulled away from this beautiful music making sort yeah. of thing that yeah. you want to learn and nourish and i've been trying to think about this recently i I teach one student at the moment but i really enjoy it and he's he's really great um so i i find actually i I learn loads from teaching him as well and i really think about my own playing and i think the more i think about it it's the more that it's about storytelling when you're playing an instrument or song it's like everything's been put in the music for a reason and then you just so all your choices of how to color notes and things it's all got to fit into the the overall arc of, of the, the song. Yeah. Uh, and then I find if, if you think about like why you're playing a certain note or what's the intent behind it, then I'm I'm far less likely to split any notes. I find... And totally, I, and I, yeah. and I wonder, because when I'm playing with the old Dirty Brasters, I, I never split any notes. And I don't know why... I, I haven't really thought about that before. And I think because when I'm doing that, I'm totally in the music i'm pretending i'm beyonce or whatever i'm yeah, doing yeah, okay. in that song so i'm not thinking about oh it's an e oh i've got to play a top c next no, exactly I don't you think about that i'm just exactly. going i'm just i'm singing the song you're just telling the story or, and i don't yeah, and it's, so it's like trying to get into that headspace when you're in a session and it's like the red lights on and yeah. it's like forget about that if you're in an exam or you're doing a great just like what what am i trying to say what's yeah. the intent behind it and that that's, totally. really that's exactly what I've been thinking about recently. Exactly that to put myself because I think that that is a way of conquering nerves. I really do. Yeah. Totally. If you can Definitely. be in. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh my god! I was listening to a recording of Winter Marsalis the other day. I think yeah. um, actually I was listening to the Sesame Street album that they've just oh, done. Oh yes, Jazz at Lincoln Center. It's amazing. Oh, I've, I've, I think I've seen a clip of that. Oh my yeah. god! Just, oh, I'll put Stella that would love it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, just skip to rubber ducky. Anyway, it's it's so good. But I was just listening to, um, Winton just improvise and it's so enjoyable to listen to because you know that he's so comfortable that he's just going to play and take you on a little journey. Mm. Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't care what happens because he's just playing. That's it. And it sounds so easy. Like it's just sounds so yeah so nice easy and i think then you get even if he splits a note it's like when you hear miles davis split a note you never think oh we split a note there you wouldn't even you go, notice you just go that's such a cool sound that's so cool. yeah exactly. totally yeah and that's so that's a, such a different mindset just yeah totally yeah like, winston's like someone who 
you know, when he was younger, he recorded all the trumpet concertos and mm. he kind of did did the classical thing. And at the same time as doing doing his, his jazz thing, he's just he's developed his voice over the years. And and now you see him and he's so he looks so relaxed when he plays. He's like he's, so he's kind cool. of sat in his chair and he'll there's an amazing thing where he does a duet with someone, um, two trumpets sat on chairs next to each other, and they're playing Happy Birthday, and they're just they're just vibing off each other, playing in the gaps of each other. Yeah. Sort of almost like sharing the tune between the two of them. It's <laughs> the most amazing thing. Oh, that's cool. Um, well, they're probably having a, like this conversation. Yeah. What's the other thing as well? Is just having a conversation with yeah, yeah, music. Well, and actually, in the Benedetti Foundation, one of the things really sort of core ideas uh, is storytelling so it just what how does this piece make you feel there was a whole load of stuff lucy draver did who's now up in scotland animateur up there she's amazing she used to do wigmore hall um and she was just basically encouraging you to figure out when you play this piece of music to make you happy or sad really simple Mm. and then maybe draw a picture or color you know yeah and just that whole take you on a little journey and then I think with improvisation as well because I didn't actually I don't improvise that much at all but then with the Benedetti Foundation um that's another thing that they really encourage so you kind of just dive in and yeah and get going with that and then improvisation taking you from you just see how your journey goes from one note to the next but not like in not directly you know bob bob but how do you get from there to there how do you do it and then just going on a journey and if you play something that you're not happy with in between it probably doesn't matter because it's just on that journey this is such a good thing the, the whole benedetti foundation the whole ethos it's just such a good thing that it's finally coming in it's really nice yeah they've just started this new thing as well where um she's doing global violin and she's basically <laughs> asked her pals from hungary and stuff people that i'd never heard of yeah like gypsy violinist style to just play stuff and she's introducing it to everyone oh that's great because she can and people follow her so she's yeah. like listen to this and oh it's really good yeah did you choose the bass did you start on that yeah blimey early days that was a long time ago really long time. barely nah. barely alice like, come on two years yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um <laughs> So I started learning double bass when I was about 12. So at the end of primary school, there was this, I used to live in a really big house in the country. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I, we used to live in a really big house, which the central, this sounds so pretentious. It wasn't, it was sort of, it was like a farmy thing. We yeah. In Sussex in a farmyard sort of thing. The nice. central room of this house was an old chapel. Oh, wow. Wow. Which, again, sounds really amazing. Like you're imagining stone and cathedral. No, not at all. Quite (laughs) modern. But it was a really big space. And my mum, who loved music, would put on tiny, tiny little chamber concerts for charity there and invite, like, the local youth orchestra to play and blah, blah, blah. And through those concerts, I really loved watching the bass player. So this guy (gasps) called Jonathan Francis who was my first teacher as well. He came along and played. And I was like, oh my God, that's the coolest instrument. Because it is the coolest instrument, FX guys. <laughs> and, um, so then I was like, okay, I want to do that. And my mum just totally supported, was like, great, let's do that. And also in my favour, they were doing a thing where they were saying, if you want to learn 
the endangered species of instruments. So I think it was like double bass, horn, and oboe, you know, the classics. Yeah. If you want to learn the double bass, then we'll give you a term free lessons. Oh, great. Mm. So we're like, all right. Yeah. yeah. That figures, that's all right. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So I did that. And, um, and then it kind of just snowballed. And I also played flute at the same time, which is quite a common pairing. Is it? Yeah. How right. peculiar. What? How is that? <laughs> I, I don't know, but so many bass players were flute players as well. Really? Yeah, you'll notice it now. Because you, you always get asked on the street, oh, I bet you wish she played the flute. And nearly all of us will go, well, actually, we, we did actually to a really high standard. And then gave up and, you know, it's like, oh. but yeah, but that does get boring, that question after does, a while. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I played the flute. So I had a bit of musical knowledge, double bass, and then got... And then uh, after a while, I joined junior college. Oh. Wait. Yes, we were there together. No way. I'm sure we were, yeah. Really? Positive. Oh, my God. But, but, I, got... I, but I didn't do the full day. I sort of snuck around, dipped in and out, you know. It's was, really hard to sneak. Surely could... that's quite tricky, sneaking around with the bass. Yeah, it was really tricky. <laughs> <sneaky. laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I met you at, at the senior college. Yeah, I was, yeah. No, I know, but I, I think... I didn't. I don't remember you from the junior college. I can't remember what year I was there now. Actually, it must have been like two thousand. Well, you'd have been knocking around in like your grungy gear, was maybe. Quite yeah, I was there with my, my yeah. Slipknot hoodie, and my, yeah. my Kerrang. I mean, my back you pocket. were too cool. I'd never speak to you. <laughs> no. You're too cool. I wouldn't speak to the trumpets, not at all. We must. Although have done I some did speak to Andy Bearcroft. Do you remember Andy? Yeah, yeah, of course. With his afro hair. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> it's Andy Bearcroft and um, do you remember, uh, Chris Sneed. Oh, yeah, well, I know Chris Need now. You know him now, yeah. yeah but oh, so you did a, a year, did you? I did a couple of years, I think. Oh, shit. Sorry, I didn't uh, didn't make any friends with you. Unbelievable. Friends. Sorry. <laughs> also, the other really good thing was in that sort of secondary school world period, time period, I was part of Brighton Youth Orchestra. And oh, they great. were such an awesome music service. Such an awesome music service. And loads of pros have come out of there, and they were so supportive. Yeah. I think that really counts, doesn't it? Like ensembles, orchestras, tours. Yeah. They always need a bass player. I was always up for it. They were always so supportive. Go on, yeah, you do this. Yeah, we'll put you in touch with that guy. And yeah, brilliant. So that helps as well. So, Alice, you've played with like literally every orchestra you could possibly name in this country, haven't you? Do you? Uh, yeah. Do you have a. F- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yes, I, I have. Haven't. You have. We've seen your Who CV. You it's like. Who haven't I played with? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. There we are. See, she I can't. haven't played with the LPO. Oh. Which is a sadness because I'm from basically Glyndebourne. Yeah. Oh. And they play there all the time. Yes. Oh. It's a sadness, isn't it? That is sad. My yeah. mum's always like, oh, the LPO, here again. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, not. Does your mum say that? Because my mum, um, every time Alison Balsam is on Classic FM, my mum will text me a really sad text message and say, <laughs> I'm just so sad it's her on there and it's not, it's not you. Like, she's really good she's really good at the trumpet she's really good yeah and it's like, oh, but God. i just want you to play it and you know <laughs> it's just i think that doesn't happen to me because there aren't that many bass players that end up on classic fm doing a solo <laughs> quite frankly thank goodness but, uh, yeah oh. i remember um being at college and one day you were saying oh there's a bass soloist doing a concert in the concert hall later on and i remember you being very excited and i was like a bass i'd never heard of such a concept but uh i wonder who that was i don't know who that would have been but... i think it must have been francois rabath maybe yeah because they got him once to do a recital it was yeah. interesting 
yeah. But how does that as a as a genre of music does that solo double bass solo double bass? Mm. I mean, <laughs> um, because I've heard the Dittersdorf quite a lot in my house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like oh, the bit you goes, lucky thing! Goes, <laughs> is that? Does she have to sing along? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was. I was trying to do the harmonics there, but um, it basically sounds like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad impression. It's quite good, isn't it? Um, yeah. Charlotte obviously sounds way better than that. She sounds amazing. Amazing. Is that a favourite of yours? The Dishesdorf. The Dishesdorf is definitely a favourite of mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got like three to choose from, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that is good. I think double bass, solo double bass players. Okay, well, there's probably there's probably Edgar Meyer who is really uh, the one of the soloists, but even he does chamber music on the side. I think mm. any double bass soloist, yeah, has to do something on the side. Tom Martin, he's like a legend, right? Tom Martin, yeah, he's in a, he's a bit of a legend, yeah, 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 he's a bit of a legend, yeah. He did some solos. He's, he plays tuba now. That's his, like, ho- oh. hobby, hometown wow. hobby. Wow. Yeah. He still plays double bass, but he occasionally likes getting out of his tuba. Oh. I find kind of hilarious. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there are some ones mm. that... Renat, who okay. passed away. Do you know Renat? No. So Renat used to be principal of LSO. Oh, right. Renat broke him over. Um, okay. He passed away really recently. Oh, um Mm. but he would do solos and his recordings online are incredible Mm. um there are there are some yeah i'm probably gonna say all their names wrong but rick strogins i've said his name wrong i'm sure but he's a really good soloist um phoebe russell she's australian she's amazing but they all have jobs in orchestras as well yeah i don't think you can have a double i'd be well apart from francois brass maybe um gary carr maybe and who's the other one renard garcia probably said his name wrong as well they actually do probably just do solo stuff but most others do orchestra work as well Mm. i don't want to be a soloist no no No. chamber music though are you into love it yes yeah fantastic i love it and i always just think string ensembles sound so much better with a double bass in there i love the bassy ones absolutely great (laughs) yeah yeah, I love chamber music. Chamber music's the best. Yeah. Is there a lot with the bass in? Like with, with um, There's a fair amount there. actually. Yeah. The trout. The trout's a big oh, one, is isn't it? it? The trout. Yeah. yeah. There's a Hummel quintet. Oh. We all know the Hummel because of the <laughs> trumpet concerto. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, so he wrote a quintet with bass oh, in. Uh, Vaughan Williams, there's some uh, quintet w- with that in. There's low. There's quite a few bits and bobs. There's some octets and yeah, that's it. When you start, yeah, getting to that size. Spornonet. Yes, I've played that. Have you? Did you yeah. like it? I thought it was really hard. <laughs> I don't think the bass parts as hard that hard. But... <laughs> I seem to remember it was. I thought oh, that'd be all right. I don't think it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there. Yeah, that's good. Chamber yeah. music's great. Yeah, I love it. You were touring quite a lot, weren't you, with various ensembles and orchestras and things. Do you miss that element of things or are you, were you sort of doing it more for necessity? With or, mm, Yeah. I, uh, I miss some elements of touring, mm. definitely. I definitely miss, um, you know, when you're in Plymouth, going to the gin house. Yeah. Of all the places in the world you could have chosen. I know. Well, Plymouth's an interesting (laughs) one because it looks like a concrete hellness. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, if you just go over the hoe, 
Oh. It's beautiful. It's where I was born, my love. No! Yeah. I'm a Janner. Oh. Yeah. So actually, glad to hear that. You picked That's the right place the, in the, the world. I picked the right place first time. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well done. It's great there, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is great. And you're absolutely right. The Barbican's awesome. It's so beautiful and so Captain awesome. Jaspers. Captain Jaspers, sorry. It's flipping it's so great. brilliant. So yeah, if you just... If you're in the theatre, don't turn left, turn right. Yes. Right? Quite. Because you'll yeah. either end up in the pub right by stage door or you'll head to the Barbican. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well done. It's great there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I enjoyed touring because I could go to gorgeous theatres and make mm. music opera. Yeah. With so many nice people. Yeah. But sometimes touring is tough. Let's not lie. No, right? it is. It's tough being away from home for a week. And often you get the empty days. Mm. How do you feel? Especially with day? opera. Especially with opera. Yeah. And and sort of weird put together schedules. So you end up being in one end of the country one day and then somewhere at the opposite end the next day. Yeah, because day. It's oh. unlike a musical, operas won't necessarily do the same thing every night. So they can't mm. do It's going to kill the cast. Yeah. So you'd have alternate nights, but that doesn't necessarily mean the same band no right so (laughs) exactly yeah so monday we're in perth in scotland and then on tuesday plymouth yeah (laughs) yeah so with this time now where we've been kind of off the touring map yeah um has it made you reassess that at all or do you think you would go do you think you'd happily go back into your lifestyle pre-lockdown or are there things now you might change i think i'd probably quite happily return to most of it actually Mm. i might question whether i need to do that one day in sunderland children's Mm. concert or something or film concert when i could stay at home yeah i might question the odd little droplets of dates like that that get scattered around that you like potentially bust a gut to get to somewhere like that yeah and back in a day or whatever Mm. Yeah. In fact, I did one of those just before lockdown. Um, and it was kind of a killer. Yeah. I wonder that all the time. I think I wonder if I say now, oh, yeah, I mean, it's really given me a good opportunity to realise how important it's been to be at home with the kids in the evening. And, you know, so therefore I won't do these ridiculous dates for virtually no money in the middle of nowhere. But I wonder, though, if I got a call again. <laughs> Come March next year to go somewhere ridiculous. I'd probably say yes. Probably. I just yeah. don't know if I have the willpower. What about you, Seb? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. You kind of, it's like looking back at a, another person's life. Yeah, it is. Sometimes at the moment, thinking back to that time. Um, but it's know. so enjoyable, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. is. That, yeah. When you get that phone call to go, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Do, do you want to do a date on Wednesday night with. Rob Brydon. Yeah. Um, but it just happens to be your night off from yeah. a three-day patch in Wales. Of yeah. course you're going to come back to London and do the, the yeah. evening and yeah. squeeze it in. Yeah. Like, of course you are. But, yeah, I don't know whether... Yeah, I think... I mean, I love that that way of life. Yeah. You know? Totally. And, um, There's something really enjoyable it, about writing it in the diary. Yeah. Mm. And you're like, I'm going to totally... Don't know how this is going to work, <laughs> yeah. but it's going to work. Yeah. And then go, yeah. yes, I did it. I it's so exciting. I didn't have time to eat or sleep. Yeah. I don't really know where two of... You know, I double bases, but uh, I did it. Woo! That's what Jesse was saying, wasn't it? That thing where you go, it's the impossible in your diary and you get to the interview, you're like, boom, I've done it. I did that. Each time you tick something off, I'm getting there. Yeah, It exactly. is exciting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I managed to do that recording and get to that place all in one day. Boosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sat, sat outside the console all like fist pump in the air. Ooh, yeah. I did it. Ooh, yeah. We did that cracking Bears Den tour. Oh my god, the best tour ever, wasn't it? Because the best people were on. It was so fun. It was so much fun. Oh, and the music was great. You had a good time, guys. Oh my god, yes, it was great. It was really good. (laughs) Great. It was was a bit string heavy for you, I think. Probably. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was. We went to some great places. That Utrecht. uh, No, hang on. It was, wasn't it? Tivoli. That is in Utrecht, isn't it? We played there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this immense opera house. It's and oh, they've got yeah. loads of different. Theaters, not Copenhagen. There's a Tivoli mm. Gardens. Oh, is it? Is it called Tivoli? Have I got that wrong in Utrecht? Remember that place? Oh, I'm trying to. I know. I, I know. thought Utrecht was the one oh. with the canals. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and you you were going to buy a snow globe for your son. There, I was. Didn't manage it, did I? I did get some brilliant chips though. <laughs> so oh, good yeah. oh they're so the, good the place that we played at which was amazing and it might yeah. have been the no it would have been <gasps> midway was the, the reaper barn the elb from yeah, yeah yes yeah yeah hamburg yeah elb philharmonic oh yeah oh. and around the corner from that concert hall which yeah. is amazing anyway yeah i think it'd just been finished there was like yeah. still masking tape on the exit signs from where they painted yeah we were like one of the first in there anyway wow. um just around the corner was a miniature model Museum. Model village. Yeah, I didn't go. Did I, you go? I went with Paul, oh. Frith and Rachel, and it was <laughs> amazing. Two floors. We spent like three hours, and we still didn't quite get through it all. <laughs> but wow. it was amazing. It was so amazing. That's cool. It was so amazing. Do you know what I remember as well? So much about um, the El Philomoni was that they had uh, they left us out the back for our rider afterwards. These bottles of El Philomoni red wine. Oh, that's cool, isn't I it? I remember that. Do you? They had like loads of them. Come on, Alice, you were definitely <laughs> you oh were there. Goodness. You were involved in that. I, I was up for a party. I have to say, when we when we arrived at the coach, I was up for a party. Yeah. I I was I'd brought some stuff. Yeah, some wine and some beers. Well, they put stuff on our and coach. Do you remember? Yeah. We got on the coach. They'd left all this stuff and said, here you go, this is for your first leg of your journey. And we literally finished it before the coach before- started moving. <laughs> or Ebbs, we might have got to Ebbsfleet. We'd made it to Ebbsfleet, but we hadn't made it to the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd like, oh gosh, we should have paced ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it was such fun. Oh, it was so much fun. And a great album, that fragment Amazing, album. yeah. Paul Frith did an amazing job at arranging it. There were some amazing moments as well. I've got photos of when they did that thing where the three of them huddled. Yeah. In in like this little three, trio and everyone kind of, they dimmed the lights. It was just so gorgeous. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was cool. Yeah, we had uh, Kevin Jones on the podcast. Oh, yeah, I love him. Did. And, He's great. Uh, yeah, we chatted. It was one of the early early podcasts we recorded. Yeah, it um, was. And there's a really cool film on YouTube of, of them doing a tour in Scotland, doing that oh, that's, really intimate. It's so one. beautiful. Yeah, I it's really that. worth checking out. That that if you haven't seen Listener, the, it uh, seems so appropriate that landscape for their music as well. It's yeah, yeah. All kind of goes together really beautifully. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh, nice. And so, tell me, what's the future hold for? For you, Alice, and your your films and <laughs> the words. <laughs> Tell us, have you got have you got a sketchy plan? <laughs> I haven't got much of a plan. Um, I'm probably going to iron the green screen. <laughs> That's going to be a job because it's getting a bit silly. 
<laughs> uh, you're going to notice it now. Um, Keep it in, it's good. Yeah. Not that I've noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> there are bits where I'm getting excited, you know, I'm playing the bass and the squirrel's just pushing the screen and you just see this thing just moving as well. Oh, God. <laughs> if I'd spend a bit more money, maybe I've gotten a proper rollout thing. Anyway, so I'm going to iron my green screen. Um, what else? Christmas. Christmas is looking different. Normally, it's busy time, isn't it? Yeah. Not this year. Yeah. No. Like... This is this is the busiest time, isn't it? We're ra- it really is. Yeah. We're cranking it up to Christmas. We're squidging in every last little carol service, and <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. I, I felt uh, weird on Sunday. I didn't play the last post. Oh my goodness, which that I, is I've weird. Done pretty much every year yeah. since I played the trumpet. Yeah, of course. It's really strange to just be sat, stood in my kitchen. I was like, I'm just listen to Five Live, do a little silence. <laughs> in the it was just, but um, it was just strange. But all those little things, like all those. You know, the carol concerts, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. They're not yeah. going to happen. Um, but uh, I don't know, really. Maybe things might might pick up just before Christmas, possibly. If... They might do. Carol concerts might happen, I suppose. Yeah. But the trouble is, is that even if they do pick up just before Christmas, does that leave enough time for people to find out about the concerts and buy tickets? Mm. I think that's the trouble with any of this... No. Why everyone keeps saying you can't just switch the light back on on musicals, no, for right. example. No. Because you can't, can you? You need to rehearse. And you need to yeah. tell people that it's starting again mm. and you need to sell tickets, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But I'm sure some quintetti stuff will happen at Christmas. Yeah, I think last minute. Choral stuff. Maybe, have to. Maybe some stuff will be able to happen, yeah. yeah. Out, yeah. People will miss it. Yeah. 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 But um, I think... Obviously, there are people, obviously, that haven't had any support at all. Like, it's just been oh my God. awful. It's terrible. Um, but I mean, a, a, a majority just about have. So for those people, you you can just be relaxed. You're like, we've got a bit of money coming in. Yeah. Just try and get through Christmas in whatever form it is. But but then there are people that that haven't. So it, it is a bit. It's a really stressful time actually for for some. Yeah, people. and I just really hope that this is something that gets rectified in the next few weeks because really, there seems like it finally there's a bit of momentum in. Uh, talking about it in Parliament. Finally, like... Yeah, I I think think Keir Starmer had said something, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, people are really like... Yeah, I I think it's that... We're having to fight, you know, this this furloughs, because obviously self-employed, but furlough have been looked after. Self-employed, they've missed out months, Mm. and then Mm. we've had to fight them up from 20% to show parity with furlough. Yeah. Yeah. And then they added a cap right at the beginning, and then another cap. Mm. So not only are you going to get capped at your amount anyway but if you earn fifty thousand and one penny yeah. on average you're not eligible for anything but if you're if you're on paye and you earn 100k yeah say, yeah yeah you get full pay yeah i yeah. mean it, that's unbelievable it yeah. is and if you live in london and you earn on average fifty thousand and one pennies yeah that's not enough to live in london no no. If you've got a family for exactly you can't live off that so that's why you earn that's why you hard graft yeah and you yeah, earn right. and, uh, yeah so, I, so I, I, I don't understand why they can't just give it to everyone no matter what your salary is but you just cap it at, at seven and a half thousand exactly yeah exactly that, that would right. be the whitewash that would do the job yeah. but for some reason they've done a whitewash which is like missed out bits and the most shocking thing for me is that we're how many months in and they haven't gone back and gone actually we're going to adjust this yeah. mm. maybe we can move something from there because they're fine yeah. mm. and maybe we put it there because they haven't had anything mm. yeah and they are still taxpayers right so they yeah. should still yeah. 
get something. Yeah, yeah it's nonsensical. It's, it's weird that they've had such a long time to adjust. And that's fine to go back and adjust and change and whatever. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I know. Isn't it? It's just, yeah. It's crazy. I just hope people can can just hang in there. That's and, it. We just need won't. people to ride this wave. Yeah. And then it will go back to a version of normality. Yeah. yeah. Certainly not the same. I don't no. think. No, not for, not nearly. But 2021, come on. Oh, my God. The number of parties. It's just going to be amazing. It's going to be bonkers, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The number of parties, <laughs> weddings, uh, yeah. concerts, just sitting in a park. Yeah. The number of people bundling each other in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to go pile through on. the roof, right? Pile on. We've missed it. We've missed the pylons, right? It's going to be group hug city. It's going it? to be yeah. group hugs. It's going to take an age to leave a party. People will be just like, bye, oh, bye. Let's have a hug again. Hug, hug again. <laughs> hug again. It's going to take forever. Yeah. It's going to be just one long party. <laughs> Oh, thanks, oh, yeah. Alice. Ah, oh. oh, gosh, she's just a ray of sunshine, isn't <laughs> yeah, she? Yeah, she is. It was really fun to see her. Uh, I don't, it was a lovely day, I was going to say, on this bleak week, but it wasn't at all. It was the sun was out. She was a ray you of know, light. It was lovely. The weather, the weather now is absolutely rubbish. Yeah. But uh, it has been pretty nice, but... This is a perfect day, really, for, for staying indoors and recording a podcast. Yes, so, it is. Outside. It is. And a perfect day to tell you about our new exciting venture, isn't it, Seb? Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Should we, should we do it? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we are launching a Patreon. Woohoo! <laughs> now, do you know what that is? Patreon? I do now, Patreon. but let's tell the others. You do now. <laughs> 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 well, basically, it's it's an opportunity for you listeners to join us, become part of the Three in a Bar Members Club. <gasps> I mean, how exciting is that? It's mega exciting. It's a great club to be in. Yeah, it it, it really is. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to change the world. <laughs> That's a bit big, isn't it? We've set ourselves uh, to quite a to, high to bar, bigger stall there. Quite a high bar there. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> basically, what it is, if you go over to patreon.com forward slash Three in a Bar then you can look there and for different tiers, you can pay a different amount and receive a vast variety of rewards. Yes. The main thing you get with the Patreon in every single tier is a brand new Patreon exclusive podcast feed. Yeah, that's right. We've got our first one this week, haven't we? Yeah. So every week there's going to be a bit of bonus content with with the guest. So this week we've got about 20 minutes extra with alice kent that's right how about that i know yeah so now, good we'll try and get get that much around that sort of amount for every guest but you never know sometimes people got to rush off after an hour or, or 40 <laughs> minutes you, you never know but um we will we'll we'll pursue we'll them stuff. there'll be interesting yeah. things yeah pursue them down that's the it. road afterwards for extra it's fine <laughs> <laughs> you owe us a bit of extra patreon content Come on. can we just just can we Say follow words. you to your next place and <laughs> Just say anything. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, it's going to be excellent quality material. Yes. <laughs> so just for example, if we start at tier one, our first one. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that yes. is, we, we entitled that one Piano, didn't we? Piano. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, lovely. Tier one, what you get is yeah. you get extra bonus material from our podcasts 
and yeah. exclusive behind the scenes footage. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's three pound fifty a month plus fat. That's not. I mean, that's nothing. That's not even a pint in this day and age, is it? The, the other thing is, like the main show, as we always do, is is always going to remain free. So don't worry about it. Mm. If you can't afford to to pay for this, it doesn't matter at all. You're still going to get the show you, you've always loved. Yeah. And um, and you, if you want to help us out in other ways, you can you can do free things, just like sharing the podcast, just telling a friend, and that's so helpful. And Absolutely. thank you so much to anyone that's done that over, especially especially after la- this last week. So many people have um, have texted me and told their friends about the Rob Brydon show last week, and that, that's yeah. been so helpful. Got us lots of lots of new listeners. Yeah, and thanks, guys. That's brilliant. But if you fancy joining us and being part of this. Um, sort of club then then you can go on to patreon yeah so the next tier up for seven pounds 70 a month mm. you get all the same stuff as the other one but you also get your name in the show notes <gasps> and early ticket access to live events which we're going to start doing as soon as we're allowed to yes we're going to start doing some live podcasts we are and we've already got um, some great ideas for it yeah absolutely yeah there are there are so there are the five different tiers. So have a look over there. There are mm. some really exciting things, including things like um, having the ability to know who our guests are in advance and being able to ask them questions. Yeah. And also the top tier includes an hour of our time. So That's right. You could you could have a, a music lesson, trumpet or cello, most likely, or <laughs> you could just chat to us um for for an hour just make think of it as a sort of sort of working lunch yeah like a musical consultancy or even just a nice chat (laughs) head on over there there's a link in the in the show notes and p.s there's merch there's merch i've heard it oh yeah there's merch too that's the best designing mugs stickers yeah and you get some of that and i i'm gonna sign up for the one where i get merch how about you seb Yeah, yeah. I'm going to sign up for the, uh, the the top one for an hour. Of, oh, are you? Of my time. <laughs> oh, for an hour. I was going to say you can you can call me up. That's fine. I can call you. <laughs> yeah, you can. I'll, I'll give you an hour of my time talking about music. It will oh, be thanks. novel Very for kind. you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, so anyway, um, thanks for listening this week, and um, thanks for all your support as always. And tell your friends, rate and review the show. And um, we wish you all a fantastic week. And we'll see you next week on Three in a Bar. Three in a Bar. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. 
And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.